Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you once again from the Lady Jamora, Her Majesty's carriage, in a wintry wonderland. It is Monday evening, and the date is January 21st. Here in the United States, we observe the figure in history, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today, and uh, celebrate diversity in honor of his memory. How are you? What have you been up to? I hope you had a chance to get together with loved ones, make plans with friends, and relax for a few. Currently, it is evening as I'm heading home from my workday at the candy shop. And uh, the Dash is reading a chilling, bone chilling, nine degrees out. So we're well below freezing and there have been some quite icy temperatures out. Over the weekend, Hubby Billy worked uh, an inventory shift at Grace Brothers. He helped out at one of his sister stores, helped them uh, check the books, so to speak, and uh, called it a late night that day. We finally managed to catch the season premiere of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. You know that show on CBS All Access? It's the second season now. And if you haven't caught the first, what have you been waiting for? Okay, sure. Maybe you were waiting for the DVDs to come out or the Blu-ray. Well, those are out. And uh, if you want to catch the new season, why, you certainly can subscribe to CBS. They're they're not a a paid sponsor of this program, but there are many other fine shows on there. Um, You know, Brady Bunch and I Dream a Genie, all of their classics from yesteryear, as well as the first season and the current season of Star Trek Discovery. So, on... Sunday, well, okay, backing up, I'm not going to provide any spoilers, however, I will say that Hubby and I were quite pleased with the season premiere. It's no secret that uh, they were going to be introducing appearances of some characters from uh, the early days of the original Star Trek. These were not regular characters in that cast, but yet a precursor to Captain Kirk, Captain Christopher Pike, who was the first captain in the pilot that Gene Roddenberry produced, and uh, which in that time uh, starred his future wife, Majel, in the role of the first officer. 
So we have Captain Pike joining the cast. And uh, in a future episode, they're due to introduce his first officer, number one. And uh, that is something I am definitely looking forward to. There is a lot of fun in this first episode of the new season. A lot of action. And they've set some storylines in motion. Sunday, we were due to be off together. We did have a day off. However, it was a a little stressful. You see our senior kitty cat, uh, Mr. Oliver, he, um, he had an episode over the summer, but just before Labor Day. I talk about it now and then, uh, but basically he's a senior. He's probably about 16. We don't know for sure because we're not his original owners, but uh, he was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, which basically means he has a lump in his throat caused by an enlarged thyroid which makes it difficult to swallow, but it can be um, maintained or uh, held at bay with medication. And this is something that um, veterinary medicine has only made strides in in the last decade or so, and we're still learning about it, but uh, he's on a a maintenance prescription. And, uh, well, it's been six months since our last scare with him in that uh, we ended up taking him to an emergency overnight vet. The areas only, in fact, uh, here in Oslo, uh, if you're out in the burbs, you're going to have a trek. And uh, Sunday we were hit with quite the storm. We had a winter blizzard, I guess you'd say. I'm not sure what they might have called it because they give those things names like hurricanes these days but um, we had a blizzard and we received a foot of snow but uh, we were awoken in the wee hours by a poor sick kitty cat and we were fortunate that we were to we were able to uh, get out the door post haste and um Thankfully, having winter tires, we were able to make good time while still driving under the speed limit with the icy conditions. So we arrived at the animal hospital and, uh, well, not to get graphic, it wasn't a, uh, a terrible scene with our kitty cat, but... Basically, when your pet gets constipated, it can be a life-threatening matter because if they, if they strain to make a movement, that can cause tearing and internal bleeding. And uh, unlike a person who's more resilient, that could lead to a life-threatening hemorrhage. So, we were very fortunate that we were able to get Mr. Oliver into the vet within a relatively short amount of time. We normally give him a laxative every three or so days because he is a senior and 
well, we all need help when we get older. And apparently now it's going to be uh, slightly more often. So uh, we got him in and they cleaned him up and checked out his insides. And we were very fortunate that we caught things in time. There was no uh, damage. We, re we had given him a laxative just before leaving. And we're lucky that uh, he seems to react rather quickly, or rather, uh, he responds quickly to that medicine. So, wasn't a strong dosage, just uh, his normal dosage, and it passed through him. So, anyways, uh, the silver lining of that was that, in actuality, we managed to wake up early on our day off, get out of the house, and get breakfast. <laughs> then we returned home, and uh, while uh, poor poor hubby Billy, he's not been feeling so hot lately. This happens every year at this time. After he's been wrung out and left to dry by the insanity of the high holy shopping days, he finds himself a little worse for the wear, so he usually ends up with quite a bad cold, and uh, this year was no different. And uh, he welcomed the long nap with our kitty cat at home with him, with a, uh, a recent release, uh, an okay from the vet, that uh, if we pay attention or uh, pay enough attention to certain things, he should be fine. So I did a bunch of housework while Hubby was taking his extended nap. And, uh, you know, sometimes checking a few things off of your list gives you a nice sense of accomplishment. Certainly, although, uh, you know, we all probably would rather not do the menial chores like dishes and, you know, getting your laundry done, sometimes having that behind you and not having a sink full and, you know, maybe old find some clean socks for your work day on Monday morning just makes it that little bit easier to uh, step out your door. So, on a side note, um, we have been trying to crawl back on uh, the wagon. You know, the holidays left us... Uh, having a, a few more treats around and uh, leftovers heaped upon us things that we don't normally allow in the house and uh, we have finished off our supplies of those things and uh, are back to just allowing a single cheat day on weekends I'm finding myself um, surprised when I go to have an adult beverage in that it seemed easier before, well, for lack of a better term for me, to get a buzz. And uh, I guess maybe it's uh, my choice of uh, beverages. You know, in the past, I've been one to enjoy hard cider more. And typically, these are things that are maybe middle of the road or just slightly above average alcohol content. It's usually like 5.5%. 5 
for Angry Orchard, but we've been finding that the uh, the additives that they use to make those beverages have an oaky taste, the sulfates, they tend to cause breathing issues for um, yours truly and hubby. So we have been shying away from those recently, and I've been, on my cheat day, more inclined to favor a mixer such as a vodka or a rum. But uh, the holidays left me discovering the reality that, at least in my humble opinion, um, if you are searching for a cola to have with your rum, because uh, it's sort of an American thing that you have a rum and Coke possibly during the holidays, or at least I sometimes crave them. Well, I tried finding another brand of cola that uh, would be a reasonable substitute. And, uh, well, come to find out, at least in my opinion again, it seems that any brand of cola that is not Coca-Cola ends up tasting sweeter, ends up tasting more like Pepsi to me. Now, I'm not saying that I would turn down a Pepsi if I was thirsty and that was all that was there, but it's not my go-to beverage. And certainly, I actually, we actually don't keep soft drinks in the house anymore these days, at least not the kind that have high fructose corn syrup. Usually the kinds of beverages we have, aside from coffee or tea in the house, and by that would be herbal tea, are usually just uh, bottled water with the little flavor packet you can add. My favorite is a black cherry one, and there's also a, a raspberry lemonade one that's sweetened with stevia, which is a natural sugar substitute. It's been in use for decades in Japan and is becoming more popular here, thank goodness. Uh, but anyways, um, we normally have the, the fizzy carbonated flavored waters in our refrigerator. And uh, I was disappointed to learn that, uh, you know, everything that isn't Coke tastes more like Pepsi. Even the store brands of cola. And the other night, I was disappointed when I went to get what used to be our old standby. Uh, it was more along the lines of a Bud Light Lime or a Corona with a lime. I ended up getting, I think it was a Michelob Light that was Lime Cactus. And uh, this is essentially supposed to be a low-carb beer. But aside from that, apparently is also a lower alcohol content. It's like a 4%. And, uh, well, you know, when, when, when you get a ticket to ride the ride, you're hoping it's going to be an enjoyable experience. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have an adult beverage... I at least want to feel relaxed after it. And this this was just slightly more than tangy water, if you ask me. <laughs> so, alrighty, folks. Uh, stay tuned for the second half of this program. And here we are 
a step closer to the weekend. Indeed, it might actually be the weekend by the time you're listening to this. I'm just heading home again, and uh, due to face yet another day of the work week, but it's it's time to pull it in for a close, just for the week, anyways. The um, last weekend, hubby and I also had a viewing at home in our home theater of the uh, recent release film Ready Player One. This is a film that came out in theaters this past year and uh, featured quite a bit of nostalgia for things, well, that some of us may have grown up with in our youth. And uh, some of us may be in denial of are as far behind us as they are. You know, things like uh, Pac-Man and Atari and even some 90s pop culture. Ready Player One is set in sort of a a bleak future, almost a post-apocalypse and uh, I do believe it's set in the 2050s, possibly slightly later. But the reality that exists then is that uh, everyone or the general populace uh, takes enjoyment out of escaping from reality by entering sort of an alternate existence, a virtual reality world that seems to have succeeded the role of the internet in present day, and it's called Oasis. So the Oasis is where everyone spends their leisure time to escape the doldrums of day-to-day life which in Ready Player One are quite a bit more grim. The difference between poverty and wealth seems to be more pronounced. The presence of government control as well, almost a a 1984 type situation or For those of you who may have seen it, it's somewhat reminiscent of the Sci-Fi Channel original series Continuum, where the government has a greater amount of control in the future. Anyways, Ready Player One was an enjoyable film, somewhat action-oriented, based upon simulations, and it follows the misadventures of the the main character, Wade Watts, I do believe his name is. And uh, he's just sort of a, an everyday Joe who has uh, passed through different parentage, no longer has a mom and dad figure, 
and uh, is trying to deal with the, the demons of day-to-day life. But in Ready Player One, it is announced that the creator of the Oasis is uh, in declining health and that there has been a, uh, a contest announced to determine the one worthy of, uh, well, the spoils of war, you might say, or uh, worthy to inherit his empire, as it's suggested that he's without an heir. But it's, it's quite an interesting and exciting film, as I mentioned, it has quite a bit of nostalgia that uh, makes appearances as they're looking back at things that could almost be considered present day. But the idea is that uh, in order to prove one's worth or worthiness of inheriting the empire of the Oasis, you have to go through a series of challenges. And in this story... Um, no one has actually managed to succeed in the first of the challenges, even though years have passed since it came to light. Uh, a good film, enjoyable, and uh, although it does run on the long side, it passes quite quickly while watching it, and it has a fairly enjoyable soundtrack of uh, popular music, I would say. Not necessarily 90s, but, uh, you know, some 80s material in there. Definitely worth the watch. We are heading on toward the weekend, and Hubby Billy has been putting in some extra hours at Grace Brothers trying to earn a little spending money for our upcoming trip to the Mid-Atlantic Sci-Fi Weekend Extravaganza, the Farpoint Convention. Now, this is an event that I attended in years past as part of an annual trek with my nerd family in my teens, and I've been to possibly a dozen of these events, but this will be our third with guest Toppy Smelly aboard, and uh, this will be the second time that Hubby's bestie Tommy will be along for the ride. So we are very much looking forward to that. It is a bit of a drive. It's about a day's drive from the northeast down to the Baltimore suburbs. And uh, although in years past they've had bigger names at this event, we are just looking forward to the opportunity to escape, to, to get out of town, to have an adventure, a road trip. Because we could uh, stop anywhere along the way, check out shopping that we don't have in this neck of the woods, 
maybe even grab a bite at a place or two that hasn't shown up on our maps. So that is uh, definitely something that we've been looking forward to for a while. And it tickles me to no end to know that that's just on the horizon here. It's just a couple of weeks away. But uh, I, I have to confess that I'm not too pleased that Hubby has been uh, burning the oil <laughs> as uh, this has him having to wake up in the wee hours of the morning and well it feels like the holidays all over again and for us the holidays aren't the heartwarming sweet time that many of you get to spend together watching TV and movies ad infinitum no the holidays for us are normally a time of year where hubby is forced to sleep on the couch because he has trouble waking up with an alarm so <laughs> I will be happy for our upcoming trip if for no other reason than that hubby will not be on the couch anymore but uh, definitely plan to make use of the opportunity to promote our joint venture between Toppy and I Matinee Minutia and of course if you haven't already checked it out that's matineeminutia.com and our latest episode is now available for download we record, we actually present live twice monthly, every other Friday, and the next episode will be on February 1st, February, February, whatever it is. It's a week from tomorrow as I'm recording this, and it's at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to univazpods.net. Click the tower to listen to streaming audio or enter Discord to participate in our chat room. Our next episode will be discussing the trivia around the 90s occult and uh, suspense thriller TV series, The X Files. Now, if you think back to the 90s, there were all sorts of programs involving government conspiracies and cover-ups. You have the popularity of the Will Smith movies Men in Black. There was a TV series, basically a sort of a sitcom done by Star Trek's Jonathan Frakes called Roswell, about the supposed crash of an alien ship in Roswell, New Mexico, and uh, the existence of what appear to be teenaged children in present day, in the 90s back then, and uh, just a, a host of other programming that built upon these themes of cover-ups and conspiracies 
Now, I, for one, was just a teenager when The X-Files aired originally on Fox. But I do remember that it was on Friday nights in the beginning of its run. And I had to have all of the lights on when I watched that program. Now, I watched it from the family den. You know, that room here in the Americas that a lot of people had in their basement. It was carpeted. And that was your your spare TV for when you didn't want to watch what was on mom and dad's TV. Well... I used to spend my Friday nights in the den watching whatever I pleased, which wasn't a great variety of things because growing up we only had basic cable. But, you know, every now and then I would rent a movie or I would have a video game, maybe have a friend or two over and have the, the couch with the bed that pulled out so we could stay up to all hours watching low-budget films on USA Network, (laughs) home of uh, another guilty pleasure at the time. There was a, a, a TV version of the 80s weird science film, which was kind of a, a, uh, a modern take on Frankenstein. They, they built a woman with their computer. But that's a topic for another show. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, as we head on into the weekend, Hubby is, uh, well, Hubby has a full calendar of things he needs to get done or wants to get done. I myself have a few items to cross off to get ready for our trip to Farpoint. I'm going to have some little goodie bags with some movie style candies to hand out and some business cards and uh, if you are in the mid-atlantic area and you enjoy science fiction but you know maybe you've never been to a convention now this is a phenomenon that's been going on since the 70s so i don't know uh what's been stopping you more and more people are enjoying science fiction than ever before there's a lot more of it than there used to be in your parents or grandparents day so uh why not check it out farpointcon.com and uh, if you are in the uh, dc or baltimore area It's just an afternoon drive. You might get to meet others who share your interests, maybe learn how to write a a movie script or a, a script for a novel. Maybe you'll learn how to perfect that hobby of yours. Maybe you're you like to do crafting. They have an art show at this venue as well. So, hopefully, your uh, boss was kind to you this week, that you accomplished all that you set out to, and that you have something to look forward to as you work your way into the weekend. Well, that's all for now, folks. 
kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univazpods.net.